I am the master, and you will obey me. Listen to Dan Hadley on Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, or face the consequences. Type 40, your Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook for the Fandom Podcast Network with me, Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks and regular designated driver here on our free speaking, big thinking show for everyone. This is the one for you, whatever whatever decade or century you started watching, reading or listening along to the ongoing adventures of our hero, Doctor Who. We talk about it all right here, and who knows, there could even be a laugh or two along the way. It's Doctor Who's 60th anniversary year, so come and step into our TARDIS here on Type 40. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Type 40's uh, rematerializing here with another great conversation. The Who community itself is blessed with an abundance, isn't it, of great personalities. And some may be quieter than others, but there are always lots of great stories to be told. And we're happy to be bringing you one of those this time. Simon and I caught up with the, the mayor of Hooverville. I know, yes, that's Stephen Hatcher ahead of the 14th event happening in Derby on the 2nd of September, 2023. We're going we're gonna to be there. And so we had to butter up Steve just a touch, didn't we? So we're going to be there. It's going to be fun. Whatever happens, it's going to be fun. He's materialising in a moment. And that's after I remind you that if you'd like to do some real-time travelling of your own, each and every edition of this show, past, present and future, it's just a tap or two away on the device of your choice, but only if you know exactly where to look. We're really proud of the playlist full of reviews, previews, interviews, geek outs and deep dives with all our regular panellists and some pretty awesome guests. We know there's something for every fan over at type40.podbean.com. More about that a little later on. And we'll be making contact, as always, with the matrix of all knowledge that we call the Fandom Podcast Network for a word about all the other treats for the years on offer from all the other shows over there. Okay, no more time or space 
to waste. Hooverville 14, it's nearly here, everybody. So let's hear the inside story itself from the man who knows. Yes, we're coming towards the tail end of summer 2023 now. And uh, I think most of us are sort of back from our holidays. I haven't been anywhere. Simon, he's been away and he's back with me right now to talk about one special date coming up on the calendar very, very soon. Hi, right, Simon. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, I've had a nice holiday away, but this is coming up to my favourite time of year now because autumn is traditionally <laughs> Doctor Who time, isn't it? Because the new season would always start in September. Historically, over the past few years as well, September has always just happened to have been the month when a certain event always takes place not a million miles away from me that I've always really, really enjoyed going along to. That's what we're here to talk about today. The Doctor Who calendar is full of the sort of Red letter days, I suppose, for fans, aren't they? And some of them, they can be out in the wilds, can't they, where fans get together, all jump on a coach and head out to, for example, Oldbourne or somewhere like that and, and pile into some pub. Heaven knows what the locals think. The other flip side to that is probably where they, they descend in their masses on some really slick venue and, and chew the fat and or just sit in awe as the legends of Doctor Who from, well, from the screen and from audio and print or impart wisdom to uh, to their eager ears. That's that's the mainstay of Doctor Who sort of convention going, I suppose. Is that what you'd call it? Conventioneering? Convention going? Yeah, absolutely. I've been going to conventions as a convention goer since 1983, and they're just great fun. If anybody's not been to a convention yet, you need to get to one because they're just as a Doctor Who fan, they're just brilliant fun, and there just isn't seriously. I've said this many many times in the past. I don't think at the moment there is a better convention out there than the one that we're going to talk about today. We talk about fun, I mean, it's all fun, but we would say that because we just turn up at these events. It's all put together for us, isn't it? So it's going to be fun for us. Imagine, imagine the poor soul who's put this all together and is there flying by the, by the seat of his pants, hoping that it all, all connects. Everybody's where they should be. I'm glad that's not my job, but I know a bloke who has got that job. He's right here with us now. It's the organiser and director of Hooverville, no less. Stephen Hatcher, welcome to Type 40. Thank you. Well, if I am flown by the seat of my pants, at least I can say I've got very large pants. <laughs> so uh, it's, it, it, tends, it, helps. it tends to work. Oh, God, yeah. I'm groinal already, Simon. No, I'm on the other end. That's what the seat is on the other side. You're fine. <laughs> it's not groinal. I'd like to say the show isn't always like this, but it absolutely but it is. always is. <laughs> so we are within sniffing distance like the Bisto kids. We can smell, can't we? Hooverville 14. That's what you're here to talk about. So, Steve, how excited are, are you about this upcoming event? Yeah, excellent. Um, uh, just to correct just a tiny bit, it's not always in September. It's always the Saturday after the August bank holiday. Ah, so okay. That, that precise weekend. In fact, oh. next year for, for Hooverville 15, we just drift back with the moon into August again. And it'll be on uh, August the 31st next year. So, But this year, 2nd of September in Derby. And I'm not even going to bother plugging it because we've sold out. But, Which uh, is there we brilliant are. position to be in, let's be honest. So I can I can stop boring you with trying to sell tickets. It's just nice to be able to talk about it without having to worry about plugging anything. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not entirely surprised we've sold out this year because we. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. We have 
often sold out. Um, not absolutely every year. And, and Most the, years you sell out. Yeah, well, we've been picking up again since the pandemic. I mean, obviously, mm. it, it, it was a bit a bit slower around the, the time of the pandemic. We only missed one year. We only missed 2020. We've put on more tickets this year. We're, we're actually selling uh, 300 tickets. We've sold 300 tickets for this year, so we've we've increased. So, so that means you basically increased the capacity so more people can get there than, than were there before. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, well, we've learned over the years that not everybody wants to be in the same place all at once now if everybody wants to pile into the main cinema well they're not going to be able to all at once but that just doesn't ever happen so it's fine yeah so it's nice not to be able to turn away quite so many people even still even despite all the warnings of we're nearly selling out and don't bother asking for more just one more ticket once they're sold out they're sold out i'm still getting mass messages room for a little one at the back all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah i'm getting all that <laughs> and i'm getting and you can't do it uh, i can't do it we can't do it you can't, but it is funny because this is why i always think of hooverville as selling out because it's always around about this time of year when we're about a month away from hooverville that we start getting the messages on facebook saying oh no i've missed hooverville again because it's yeah. Yeah. And, and and historically certainly in recent years since i've been going to hooverville which is probably about seven or eight years now it just always does seem a remarkably popular event doesn't it well it's very gratifying it really is we've got a wonderful venue at quad it's a lovely lovely place, place. Uh, they are desperately short of money at the moment to do some refurbishing and all that sort of thing so i don't want to tell you everything's absolutely wonderful there at the moment but it, it's still a wonderful wonderful place uh, and and anybody who can make a donation to quad while they're there at overville that that'll be very gratefully received but i know some of our regular attendees who come not particularly because it's hooverville but they come yeah. because it's an excuse to come to quad i don't know another place like it uh, every city should have a quad it's an art center it's a cinema it's yeah. a meeting place is it a little bit like the mac the midlands Arts center at cannon hill in birmingham do you know i've not been there you'll, you'll tell I, me whether it is yeah i've been to both and yes i can say yes it is similar to the mac okay. it's the same kind of thing thing one of the things that i love about uh, the quad uh, and then this spills over into the sort of the ethos of, of Hooverville as well, which again is why I, I've always praised it so highly, is it's a very intimate little venue. It, it's got everything you need. It's modern. It's very spacious. But it's just really, really nice. The way it's laid out, the, the different floors, the different levels, it's all very, very easily accessible and with easy distance so. of each other. And, and even when it's there's a lot of tickets sold, it doesn't ever feel too crowded it no. feels fine i know recently they did a japan day and they sold they, they closed the, the the building for it wow. that was a great success uh, i don't i don't see us doing that with hooverville we were offered it we'll shut the building for you but we'd have to sell 400 tickets and and we turned that down actually i'm, I'm quite sure we could have sold another 100 tickets yeah I but we said no we it's we want to keep the character of the place we want of the of the event we want to keep the character of hooverville it's it's the sort of convention where you're wandering around and you bump into Correct. It just feels like a bunch of friends who have got together rather than being some 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 events that yeah, you can't get within touching distance of. You know, I, I remember that a couple of years ago, I literally, literally bumped into Eric Sayward uh, uh, as he was coming up the stairs. I was going to, and I just had a couple of minute conversation with him. Excellent. And it is that kind of event. Yeah, I'm, I'm, absolutely. Because cause we, the, the Hoovers who, who set it up and organise it, and I mean, we have people 
people helping out with our event and our, our crew and the rest of it from all over the country these days. But the core is still members of the Hoover's group, the, the Derby local Doctor Who group founded in 1999 and I got involved in 2000 and started running it in 2001. <sighs> um, yeah, so, so we are a local group, we're a group of fans. We're not in there to make the money. In fact, the particular arrangement we've got for Hoover, it's, it's not far off I would imagine being unique for a convention, is that as the Hoovers, we don't sell the tickets, we don't pay for the guests, and we okay. don't look to make money on it. How it works is that it's our, it's our event, it's the Hoover's event, but the Quad give us a budget to pay for guests and expenses and the rest of it. Quad deal with hotels and things like that, so that's a, a weight off our mind there as well. And they sell the tickets and, and keep the ticket revenue. The only money that we as a group make during the day is on our own little stall where we're selling second-hand tat and, and and we get a, a bit of a cut of, um, of, of photos but we don't take anything from autographs uh, and we don't take anything from ticket revenue so we're not there to make money we're there to have a good day and we're fortunate that, that quad takes the financial risk and puts the hand in the pocket and, and pays for the guests and so on so it's all started out of a, a local group there used to be a lot of doctor who local groups were attached to the appreciation society and independent groups as well it was it was something that i think most cities and a lot of towns had in the in the 80s and the 90s wasn't it yeah. and out of that was born this convention that now this is your 14th event so how on earth did it come to life who had the initial idea that is a very difficult question. Um, <laughs> the group was set up in 1999, as I say, and I started running in 2001. So it's a big leap, isn't it? To let's get together and maybe talk about yeah. a few old episodes, have a cup well, of tea, to well, why don't we do this? Yeah, yeah, well, when I started, when I took over the group, there were regularly 20 to 30 people turning up at a monthly meeting to sit around and have a quiz and talk about Doctor Who and the rest yeah. of it. And we never met up in a pub. We always met up in a, a little art centre or something like that. So so we had that space and the ability to do activities amongst ourselves. And when I took over, I was very keen right from the start that we try and get some guests. And we started off, I suppose, reasonably small, but, but quite quickly we had writers and we had big finnish people and things like that and people who were prepared to come for expenses rather than for a fee and we started attracting more and more people coming to those events on a friday night and evening with they were hugely successful they were really good we never made any money on them but they were hugely because we were selling yeah, yeah. tickets for two three pound a time you know and then I'd, i was very late going to conventions i only started going to conventions when i was about 42 so, you know, because I'd always thought, yeah, I know, it'll be full of all those weirdos. And uh, I can't be bothered with He means us, that. Simon. He means I us. I do. Okay. I actually do. Uh, I quickly found out that wasn't the case. So, so I met Annika Wills at a convention. Okay. I, I just broached the subject with Annika. Would you be able to come up to one of our meetings? We wouldn't be able to offer you a fee, but we could do expenses and she said straight away she was straight up well i won't do it uh can you not save up some some money can you not put some money together so we did we put some money together with uh, doing raffles and selling some secondhand stuff and all that sort of stuff until we got enough to offer annika a fee uh, in the early 2000s you could get people who'd been 
lads in starring roles in Doctor Who for relatively little money. I mean, the ambition was quite low in those days. It's, it's post-2013 and the 50th anniversary yeah. when people started asking for bigger fees. And fair enough, they, you know, they have a living to make. I don't have an argument about that. I have an argument about some of the fees that some of the big stars charge at some of the big events. But that's a different matter altogether. And they only charge those fees because people are prepared to pay them. Yeah. So I suppose they're, they're, pleasing, they're pleasing some people, and yeah. that's fine. You're catering to an audience. We are. I mean, of course, we're re very realistically, we know we will never get the new series Doctors or Companions to our event. That's, that's not going to happen. Uh, but for the most part, we can get classic series doctors, mm -hmm. we can get classic series companions. So anyway, Annika Wilson. So she came and did a meeting, a Friday night meeting for us in Derby, and that was all lovely and very well. And then at the next convention I was at, uh, Annika was there and so was Sophie, So uh, Sophie Aldridge. So I asked Annika to introduce me to Sophie, and Annika not only introduced me, gave me a big recommendation as well. So Sophie came. So it just sort of built up. Yeah, it did. And and we'd been doing that for nine years by the time we got into 2009, 2008, 2009. We, I mean, we were sitting down in a pub as it happens and we just looked at each other and we said, we should do a convention, shouldn't we? We've got all these contacts with people. We, we should just try it out and do a convention. Yeah. What's fair, the worst thing that put? can happen? <laughs> What's the worst thing that can happen? So long as we don't have to put our hands in our pockets ourselves is the key thing. Let's think of a way we can do it without having to pay for it, which we, we, we did. We came up with that. And we looked at each other and said, well, what should we call it then? Now, this was not long after uh, Series 3 on television yeah. and the um, victory of the, the, the Daleks and Evolution right. of the Daleks. And what was it called? Not Victory of the Daleks. Uh, Daleks in Manhattan. It's that one. It was the biggest show on TV, wasn't it? Bar none. Too right it was. Too right it was. But more significantly, in that particular story, it featured Hooverville. Yeah, absolutely. One of those, one of oh, those of camps. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, they, where homeless people lived in, in New York. And so, in the Depression, so, yeah. Hugely tastelessly, we looked at each other and said, <laughs> immediately, three or four of, us, four of us all together said, Hooverville. Hooverville. Because you are well, the Hoovers. Yeah, because well, we were the Hoovers, absolutely. And, and our uh, design genius, Andrew Mark Thompson, if I remember rightly, had already taken a steal of Hooverville from the show and stuck a W on the thing. It wasn't Brilliant. Really that wasn't by, uh, much by his later efforts, but it had done that. So, you know, we were, we were there. And then one of our chaps, uh, his, his mum was working at a local steam railway centre at Ripley, north of Derby. Oh, yeah. And said, go and talk to them. They want to do different sorts of events. So we went and met his mum and the person who ran the place as well. And yeah, so we came to an agreement we would do it there. Um, oh, blimey, yes. So Ripley was a bit out of the way. We decided we wanted to do it on a Sunday, which probably wasn't a great plan. It meant people travelling to Derby and then an hour bus journey out to Derby to get to Ripley yeah. if, they, if they were on public transport. What we used to do is people would arrive at one end of the steam railway line and then catch a, a steam train to go down the other end of the line where we had the convention in the engine set. Brilliant. So that was lovely. The, a lot the of first... Doctor Who fans are into trains as well, Steve. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The big memory is of John Leeson on the footplate driving the, the steam engine the, the, the second year we did that. So that was, that was tremendous. The first year we called on a lot of favours from people. They didn't know us anything, but you know we did ask for favours from people and all sorts of people came for, for nothing and, uh, and, and were great or for not very much. And we also put our hand in our pockets and got Colin Baker to come for that first one, which was tremendous. 
Uh, we've had Colin ooh, three, four times now, and he's been brilliant every time we've had him. Three times, I think. Great guest. So that was fine, that first one. We got about, from memory, something like 69 people there, which was fine. It was about what we expected. And again, same uh, deal as now. The, the venue sold the tickets. We just made what money we could on the day. So that was great. So we immediately said, right, we're going to do it again next year. And the following year, we got there. Uh, and what we had to do at that particular venue, we had to go on the Saturday and sweep the engine shed and set wow. up the chairs and, <laughs> and, the, and, and put the stage up and all that sort of thing. And we got into the engine shed and there was a diesel locomotive being spray painted down the end of it. Fumes throughout the place. And we'd been promised this engine shed to ourselves. So we said to the, the guys at the railway, we said, just, just one, one tiny detail. That won't be here tomorrow, will it? Oh, yes, yes. They're painting that all day tomorrow as well. So wow. we got, there were people, honestly, floating out on clouds of fumes. Yeah, the fumes would have been like, whoa. It was horrific. It was horrific. <laughs> so that wasn't great. By that second year, I think we had about 130 people, something like that. We'd more than doubled the attendance of the previous year. So we had to keep the, the big doors open all the time and all sorts of people were wandering in who hadn't got tickets who just happened to have come to the railway. You know. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then to make things worse, the steam railway um, people had all fallen out with each other. Oh, brilliant. So one end of the line wouldn't speak to the other. Oh, end. my life. Steam wouldn't talk to diesel, and they both looked down on narrow gauge. Uh, and the, the people in the cafe hated everybody. Yeah, the only place you can have as a green room this year is that signal box there. Wow. So we, <laughs> the, we sat them down in this tiny little signal box, and we'd arrange for refreshments at lunchtime. And I think we had about 10 guests, and we had one tiny little plate about so big with about half a dozen sandwiches on it. So how embarrassing. But anyway, so by that stage, Quad had opened in Derby and we'd got a contact in Quad, Adam Marsh, who's still there now. And we went and spoke to him about it and said, how about next year? How about instead of doing it on a steam railway place, lovely though it is mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere, let's do it right here in the center of Derby on a Saturday and Quad can make some money on the deal. We've been there ever since. We've been there since 2011. That's been terrific. Did you think back then that you would still be going all these years later? You'd still be, you'd still be pumping these out. Well, well it just <laughs> after every convention at the end of the Saturday, I always sort of go, not again, <laughs> no, this Never is again. it. But it, it only, that only lasts normally about a day, two days, and then I'm starting to look forward to next year. And I'm all, I've already booked my first guest for, for, for uh, next year, for 2024, for who will 15. The, the thing that does concern me a little bit is I I turned 65 this year and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to hang up my sonic screwdriver just yet. But another five years I'll be 70 and I, I don't know whether I'll be wanting to do it then. But we, we have a succession plan. We've got, right. we've spoken to somebody who we hope will be prepared to take the convention on he said he will and um, and do it his way not do it our way but do it his way so hooverville will be able to go on I hope. are you suggesting that the moment has been prepared for uh, yeah 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 but it's not the end just yet watcher is in the other room <laughs> absolutely I, I should i should mention two people actually um because i don't do this 
by any means all on my own by any means that first one at the railway i'm going to mention uh, uh the late robbie langton who was a great friend of ours who was a member of the hoovers group yeah who was very much uh, did, did you know robbie simon no but no, i knew of him and i followed yeah. him yeah. yeah okay yeah well robbie was uh, a polymath and uh, and a bit of a genius and he was wonderful company and he was very much involved with me in setting up the first hooverville sadly robbie died in june 2009 just a just a few, couple of months short of the first Hooverville, so he didn't he didn't quite live to see it, which is a great shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person since then who's been absolutely with me all the way organising Hooverville is is as I mentioned earlier, Andrew Mark Thompson, uh, who is a genius uh, of design. Uh, he has a great talent actually for telling me to calm down and behave myself and just think a bit seriously about this. So it's, it's when I get carried away with silly ideas about what we can do. That's the best sort of relationship, isn't it? You need yeah. somebody to come up yeah. with the crazy mad ideas and yeah. somebody else to say, okay, we can do this, but we can't do that. But um, uh, Andy also has great ideas himself. I mean, recently we did the uh, the Novel Experiences event with um, celebrating the Virgin New Missing Adventures and the BBC EDA and PDA books. And that was absolutely not my idea. That was Andy's idea and, and then Adam Marshall Quad's idea. And they'd been saying to me for ages, we should do that. And I'd been poo-pooing it and saying, no, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And it's it's been one of the most, it was one of the most enjoyable events we ever did in the end. Once I finally caved in and said, yeah, let's go for it. Was the question, am I surprised that we're, we're still going? Before yes. that, it was, I don't know, to be honest, because you go into these things and see what happens, don't you? It was, it's always been fun. Have there, have there been, been any points where stuff. maybe maybe in the middle of the actual day of the convention itself where you've kind of thought, oh, what, why are we doing this? What do we, I can't get, there's just too many problems and I, and I wish we'd never come up with the idea. Has there ever been those no, moments? No, no, no. Wow. There was, there was one year when I was in the middle of a horrid bout of vertigo and I had to rely on people to come and, uh, and drive me over to the convention and bring me home afterwards. Yeah. And I, I spent most of the day just sitting down in the green room. <laughs> but no, it was fine. And uh, it's fine. The, the day itself is usually not a problem. It's, it is the build-up to it. Oh, there was one year when at the end of the day for the packing up time, everybody just disappeared into the woodwork and left me and Andy to sort, to sort, mm-hmm. sort in a way. Uh, uh, I, had, I had words after that, gentle words. But... <laughs> so, Steve, looking at the sort of the, the guest list that you've got for, for, for this kind of year, is this kind of a wish list of the kind of guests that you would like there? Are there people that do you, do you sort of come up with a list of the kind of people that you'd like to get there? And then it's a case of contacting them. How, how do the guests yeah. come about? Pretty much. It's um, we've never had more than one doctor at a Hoofville before. I think I said earlier, but but this year for the 60th anniversary, we really wanted to pull out all the stops. We were aware that the, there were other events planned for the same weekend as, as us, so we wanted to make sure that uh, our regular attendees and people who might have been thinking of coming to Hooverville were aware that we were around and we were not going to take it easy and we were going to put on the very best convention we possibly could. You've got the subtitle there, A Festival of Doctors. And that's one of Andy Thompson's ones, Andrew Mark Thompson's ones yeah. as well, yes, one of his flourishes. Yeah, well, we'd fair never, enough. Absolutely. We'd, we'd never had McCoy or McGann before for, for Hooverville. We'd had them both for Big Finish Days because yeah. uh, past few years we've organised Big Finish Day with Big Finish. Uh, but we'd had all the other doctors that we were likely to be able to 
to get. Uh, we'd had Peter Davison, we'd had Colin Baker. And I suppose that's about it, isn't it? Because, like I said before, we're not going to be able to be in the market to afford new series doctors. Tom doesn't travel anymore. Mm -hmm. So so that's that. Um, there we are with our doctors. And I'm very grateful to have worked with the ones we have worked with. But we've, for several years, we've been trying to get hold of both McCoy and McGann. Okay, so, so it was Keith Barnfather, actually, who has been coming to Hooverville for a number of years and recording Myth Makers uh, at Hooverville with some of our guests. He suggested to us that we make it a bit more formal this year and that we combine Mythmakers Live 3 as part of Hoover with Hooverville. Uh, so that made it that little bit easier to get uh, uh, Sylvester McCoy, who we tried to get several times but not been able to do so. Uh, and Sophie Aldred, who we know really well, who's been loads of times anyway, so that's no problem. And what's going to happen for the Mythmakers Live thing is Sylvester is going to interview Sophie, and Sophie is going to interview Sylvester. So that's going to be a lovely <laughs> little, little thing. Paul McGann came to Big Finish Day the last time we did a Big Finish Day, uh, that would be last year, springtime last year. And I spoke to him that day and said, look, we'd really like to get you up for our convention at Hooverville. And then between times after after then and before now he changed his convention um uh, booker his convention agent uh but that hasn't proven a problem at all uh paul had mentioned to uh, the, the the new guy that he'd, he'd already penciled it in, in fact on his calendar that he was going yeah. to come to hooverville so that was great we're very grateful that he's coming he's bringing his son as well we've just announced today that uh, sonny mcgann who was formerly known as jake mcgann is uh, is going to come as well I, th I think it's his first convention appearance but he's going to be there as a sponsored guest as well so there we go <laughs> and it just seemed real a really nice opportunity having got those two doctors well why don't we just get all the big finish doctors we can get as well they were all at the last big finish day and michael trout we've worked with in the past as well he's been to Hooverville. so we've got all the big finish doctors as well so how lovely is that so seven uh, doctors and, and, and at the end of the day it is the anniversary year 60th anniversary so it does seem yeah. completely appropriate to have as many yeah. doctors as and the person guess. i didn't mention there and i must do is matthew waterhouse as well who again he did a, an evening with the hoovers some years ago he's he did hooverville and you know we know we know matthew and one of our well, our lead interviewer, let me put it that way, is Robert Dick. Since the very first Hooverville, he's been a brilliant support to us. And Robert is a, a good friend of Matthew as well. So Robert was open to talk to Matthew. And, and Robert Dick. is the regular interviewer, isn't he, for the Mythmakers range of interviews yep. now? Yep. I know they've yeah, got several, but more yep. often than not, it's Robert, isn't it? Robert is the is the the lead man, isn't he? He's, he's, that's it. And for my money, he's the best convention interviewer around. He, I, I think he's absolutely superb. Um, so we're immensely lucky that we've had Robert all these years working with us on Hooverville. Yeah. Without Andrew Mark Thompson, without Robert, there wouldn't be a Hooverville, really. Matthew Waterhouse, after four decades, he's he's kind of Doctor Who royalty you know, as well. I'm as really, I, I, yeah, Matthew Waterhouse is one of the people that I'm I'm most looking forward to meeting yeah. where, yeah. On, on the day. Well, Matthew, every so often he'll take a year or two off from doing it, yeah. and and he's not done many events recently actually. So it's uh, it's really lovely that he's agreed to do that. And Matthew was the first person I booked for this year, and I contacted him August last year, and and said, look, I know it's a long way ahead but can we pencil it in and uh, we'll announce you and we'll announce subject to 
uh, subject to work commitments and if you have to pull it you have to pull out but I'd like to get the ball rolling now and he was happy to do that and there we are so really looking forward to seeing Matthew yeah, I, I, I must be honest, I've done many, many conventions in my years uh, and never happened to have been at one yeah. that Matthew's at. Um, so Michael Jaston as well is, is worth mentioning. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jaston is very, very much worth mentioning. Absolutely. I mean, he's a proper British film star. Of, he's a, uh, he's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, I, I worked with Michael many years ago. For one week, I, I, I was in my, one of my earliest jobs in television uh, when I was a runner. And uh, I spent a week uh, driving Michael around Yorkshire for filming on a kids TV show. And he was an absolute gentleman. And it's one of those situations where you're trying to be very, very professional, but as a Doctor Who fan, you just can't help saying, oh, well, I think at some point I seem to vaguely remember watching you in Doctor Who. I he wouldn't I mind. He, he wouldn't mind that in the slightest bit. He didn't. No, of course he didn't. not. No, he's 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 a lovely man. He really is. Yeah. We've had him at uh, Hoover's evening, and we've had him at Hooverville before. Uh, I, I after no, it would have been after our first uh, time we had him up for Hoover's that I had a phone call out of the blue from Michael. I was just there when I got a phone call. Michael rang. Now I collect. Wisdom Cricketer's Almanac. Oh, I can see them. Wisdom Cricketer's Almanac. I don't collect them anymore because I've got a full set. (sighs) But yes, I, yeah, some of them are reprints, but even so. I had a a phone call out of the blue and he said, Hi, hi, Steve. Um, I've got uh, a a, a 1957 Wisdom Cricketer's Almanac. Is it any good to you? You can have it if you want it. You know, that's, that's sort of. I don't know, 20, 30 pounds worth these days. Yeah. I, I, I had to say to him, oh, my God, that is ever so generous. Thank you ever so much. But I've already got one of those. <laughs> 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 but that's the sort of fellow he is. He's generous. He's lovely. Because he loves his cricket, doesn't he, Michael Jason? Oh, loves absolutely cricket. does. Absolutely. When we've had evenings with, we've not done an evening with in a while, but whenever we did those, we've always taken the guest out for a meal, either before or after. Michael yeah. insisted on paying. For, for, for all our meals as well as himself which uh you don't expect but that is he's a very very generous friendly kind considerate. True gems. that's how you know that you're part of the experience that that michael has had that it, it's a value and he values you as a friend and as a colleague i suppose you've spoken a little bit about about keith barn father and he's been supporting your events for several years mm-hmm. but you've also got a very special relationship haven't you with big finish don't you and obviously there's lots of big finish names people we will associate we will we will have heard as mm-hmm. as the doctor in particular mm-hmm. at hooverville 14 aren't they it's been it's been useful to us it's been great uh it's yeah it's a little bit complicated because because we, we ran the last three big finish days. But after the last one, Jason Hay Gallery, who I'm sure you know that is, uh, said to us, um, well, look, what I want to do is I want to do the next one down south, because apparently Derby is in the frozen north. I don't know. Anyway, so he wants to, look, he lives down in Buckingham, somewhere, <laughs> doesn't he? So, so that is, the, yeah, okay. So we are the north, Tim. Bless. I like Jason ever so much. Uh, I want to do the next one down south to allow poor southerners to be able to come to big finish day and then we'll alternate between somewhere down south and you and i said that's absolutely fine it's it's there big finish day is their event we we organized it on their behalf we hosted it absolutely and we will be very very happy 
to do so again in the future. I am. I had a conversation just the other week, not with Jason, but with someone else at Big Finish, and I am told that that is still absolutely the plan, that they'll do a convention down south somewhere, Big Finish Day down south, to which my response was, if you need any help doing that, getting that off the ground, steward in it, whatever, just give us a call, we're there. And after that, we'll come back to, to Quad. So I'm hoping that will happen because it's Big Finish Day has always been a terrific day to do. You've got other stuff going on at Hooverville 14 as well. There's a cosplay competition, isn't it? Tell yeah. us about doing the book launch. So there's lots, yeah. of, there's lots of stuff going and, on. And, and Keith is, is launching uh, his latest DVD as well. Of course, the Telos book launch uh, is a bit special for us, to be honest, because one of the authors who's involved in that is our very own Andrew Mark Thompson, whose uh, first book, This Is A Fake, has, has been an absolute sensation over the course of the summer. There's been so much praise for, for Andy's book. If people follow Andrew Mark Thompson on Twitter and so on, they would have seen the nonsensical stuff he does. I've uh, heard the name. I think I've seen some of his work, yeah. Yeah, it's very worth seeking out. It's mad. It's uh, an alternative universe of Doctor Who and other TV memorabilia that never quite happened to exist. Um, I suppose the most famous one was the sapphire and steel ice lolly with the stainless steel stick. Oh, that's it. Yeah, of course. Uh, which ended up in Joanna Lumley's um, tour brochure because she thought it was a they thought it was a real thing but apparently yeah. I mean Andy investigated and, and it turned out that she had, she'd got an idea it wasn't true but she was so amused by it she, she wanted care. it in the brochure yeah 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 Quite so right. Andy's Quite book is, is out from Telos and is that officially Brilliant. launching at Hooverville well yeah it's been out for weeks but it's officially launching at yeah. Hooverville yeah 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 and uh, Andy will be there uh, and um, Alistair McGowan will be there to sign the fanzine book and Daryl Joyce. Oh, I was going to get that, so I'm, yeah. I might as well wait until I'm at Hooverville now and get it signed yeah. as well. Yeah, but you, if, if you'd bought it beforehand, you could bring it along, and so I'm sure they would. One of the beauties of Hooverville is people can go and get autographs. I know that you have some pro some promotional guests, some sponsored guests, which I think you have to pay for autographs for those people, don't you? But the Hooverville guests are free autographs, aren't they? Well, yeah, okay. Well, when, when we started Hooverville, because we're of the tradition of old time Dot Two conventions where guests didn't get paid very much and autographs yeah. were always free, yeah. uh, we always yeah. set out with that in mind that we wanted all autographs to be free. Over the years, that just hasn't been realistic anymore because guests expect to, to charge for it. Guests expect to be able to sell autographs, sell their photos, whatever. And that's fair yeah. enough. But what we said some years ago, and I'm still absolutely sticking to this, is that any guest, any official Hooverville guest who is at Hooverville will give at, will give at least one free autograph to, to, to each attendee. Now, I reckon that's probably enough to have one free one. I think so. That's um, fair. Beyond that, the guests have put, uh, are free to charge, and if people want more, I think it's only fair that they should. They should I think it's. Them. I think it's totally oh, unfair as, as somebody who's been in a queue and seen somebody in front yeah. with a with a pile of uh, of target books yeah. this big, yeah. and you think yeah. I'm never going to get my autograph. So I <laughs> no. think one autograph, totally fair. Anything well, what that. we always used to, what we always used to do about that, we would say that if it was busy, the, the steward may ask you to get a couple signed and then go to the bag and, and then move on. But but yeah, and that worked quite well. But as I say, guests expect to, to, to be able to sell it Fair enough. these days. And, and but, I, but I think the fact that they can, attendees can still get one autograph is just yeah. brilliant. Well, I've, I've promised our attendees that I will never go back on that, that there will always be, as long as I'm running the convention, there will always be one free autograph 
per official guest. I mean, I know of one Doctor Who celebrity, and I'm not going to mention names, and it's, it's entirely fair enough, it's up to them. They won't do free autographs at all. And so, sadly, I've had to say, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to book that particular guest. Because you, I, that's that's, that's I, a man with morals. Well, it's not about that. It's about playing fair by our um, by our customers and, and our friends who come to our convention. And that and that ethos is what is what seeps through to the whole of Hooverville, which is why I've always praised it so highly because you get well, that feeling you. the minute you walk through the door, and I always have done. And that's the minute what you I walk in the joint. Yeah, literally, literally it works. It <laughs> I, does I work. could see you were a man of distinction. Really <laughs> it works. It, it works so, in your favour, and that's why. That's another reason why I think it's just been so popular. Your, your Shirley Bassey was a bit lacking there. So, <laughs> so as well as well as the as the guests, the people, the names on the posters, and, oh, and wow. the things that, that get them sort of booking early and selling the thing out. You've also got the cosplay competition that you mentioned too, haven't you? And there'll oh, be yeah. a dealers' room and all manner yep. of the usual things that people expect when they go to conventions which, which are so they're all communal yeah. aren't they the yeah. things yeah. that people can enjoy together with their friends whether it's yeah. the people they've gone to the event with or people that they're meeting up with at the event who maybe they, they only see two or three times a year they're doctor who friends i think that's why a lot of people come well i know it's why a lot of people come to conventions and i know there are people yeah. who come to hooverville who don't go in the main hall who will maybe go for the odd autograph but the reason there is to meet up with their mates and that's lovely it's 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 really funny that you say that because certainly the last few Hoovervilles I've been to, and I missed a couple during the pandemic and that, this is the first one I've been to since before COVID, um, but the ones that I've been to up until COVID, as time went on, yeah, I was finding I was spending less and less time in the main hall and more and more time in the coffee shop, having a coffee with a mate, going around the dealer's room, standing, chatting to somebody on the stairs. And, it, and I wasn't, it, it was really bizarre. I wasn't seeing a lot of the main guests because it was just so communal and so friendly. It's what I do if I, if I go to other people's conventions. Yeah, I don't it's go not... to many other conventions these days, actually, because I tend to get the guests I want to see come for free to my <laughs> convention. Well, also, also, do you find, do you find that classic thing of when you go to a convention, you're always being picky. Oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. No, that's, they've done that wrong. You must, you must have those I, sort of thoughts. Not, not, not too much. Look, there's two conventions I regularly go to these days. There's Keith Barnfather's uh, Mythmaker's Life and there's uh, the Capitol, the, the Dress yeah. Convention. Both of those are very like Hooverville. They're very yes. relaxed, very informal, very easy, easygoing. So I Capital think... certainly is. In the way that Panopticon wasn't, Capital is very much more intimate and relaxed, similar to Hooverville. Organised by a different group of people altogether. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with a festival of doctors, you've got Sylvester and you've got Paul, uh, good friends and, and doctors there that everybody's seen on the screen. But you've also got a trio, haven't you, of other doctors. No, a, a quad, a quad at the quad of other doctors, some of which are going to be together, aren't they? On stage I think the word the you're stretching for is quartet. A quartet. <laughs> That's it. I'll, I'll gloss over it. They won't have noticed. So this, is, this no. really is quite an event, isn't it? This is a lot of Time Lords. It's seven doctors, isn't it? It's seven because Michael Jason is the Valyard, of course, is the doctor as well. As Sorry, Michael, Michael will absolutely, and Michael will absolutely tell you, I played the doctor. He'll tell you. Oh dear, yeah, uh, yeah. he did. No, he he put me in the dock. Yeah. Put me in the dock oh, for yeah, that, yeah, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we've got the four big Finnish doctors. We've got Michael Troughton, who, of course, has been on the TV series as well. He was in the episode last Christmas. Quite a dodgy character in that, but Michael isn't a dodgy character. He is lovely. So we've got Michael Troughton. <laughs> Uh, who plays the second Doctor 
for Big Finish. He's dad's old role. We've got Tim Trelaw, who plays the third Doctor for Big Finish. Uh, and is absolutely great at that job as well. We have got Stephen Noonan, who is brilliant as that. Like I said, all brilliant, but he is as the first Doctor and is one hell of a character. He is, a, he is really an interesting man. He's very worth talking to. Well, we do have him, some yeah, experience yeah. of that because obviously Stephen yeah. Noonan, he jo joined our show earlier this year. He's recorded uh, he several is. reviews with us and various other That's episodes it. of the show as well. We've been getting, in, getting into the weeds of his fandom. And God, that yeah, this man, as I'm sure any listener will know by now, if you've heard that, those episodes, Stephen can really talk, can't he? He knows Doctor Who inside yeah. out. Yeah. Yep, going back to Tim Trelaw, of course, he's recently appeared on the BBC drama Wolf. People will have seen him there. And someone else who's been on TV screens recently is uh, the young man, and I mean young man, he's in his early 30s, who plays the War Doctor for Big Finish, and that's Jonathan Carley. He is extraordinary. This, this, this John Hurt voice that you hear on your, on your Big Finish releases, it's the most accurate John Hurt impression. You meet Jonathan and he's this, he's, I say he's in his early 30s, but he looks like a sixth former when you meet him. He is an extraordinary <laughs> mimic, he really is. But he's more than that. He, he's recently been on, oh, it's a, it's a comedy on BBC One, Parker's something. Oh, where, this new one that's set in the 90s? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's in that. He's got a small role in that. So look out for him on that. Yeah, and he's great fun. The most wonderful mimic. So we're looking forward to seeing Jonathan again. Jonathan uh, came to Hooverville before he worked with Big Finish, actually, oddly enough. Because we used to get um, a little troop of mimics who who would come along and, and do a bit of a show for us on the Friday night beforehand. Huh? Oh, I've forgotten about that. I remember that now. You, you mentioned that. Yeah, that was a few years ago, wasn't it? Did you just yeah, stop they, doing those? Because they, were they, well, they, they weren't able to come anymore. Uh, but yeah, they were very good, weren't they? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was Chris who who who, uh, who, who does the second Doctor so brilliantly. And, uh, and, and oh, they were so stuff. funny. Yeah. Those yeah. were. They were good. They were good. And Jonathan came with them one year as well. And of course, mm -hmm. we didn't. It was just some some young lad doing it with them and being brilliant. Yeah. And of course, he's now the war doctor. But he's he's not just a mimic, is Jonathan. He's he's a very fine actor as well. I know he's worked with Lou Jameson, who's who's coached him and helped him and and helped him develop as an actor. So and great. and he he carries off those war doctor audios brilliantly cannot but recommend those i mean i know people say oh it's offensive to the original actors to recap no rubbish why would you give up on these wonderful characters why would you give up on the war doctor or the first doctor or the, or the third doctor just because the original actor is dead we they didn't say did they not they didn't say when the original actor to play hamlet died they didn't say oh well we can't have hamlet anymore now then can we no the well, the way I look at it is, is people can dip into them or dip out of them. Nobody forces them to. to absolutely. You, right. no, I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much of a same mind to you about it. Stephen, for me, they're characters that somebody that somebody created, brought to life. I, I suppose, in the sense with the with the the doctors, it's slightly different from being a Hamlet or any kind of or a figure in a in a soap, you know, any of those kind of big figures because. They bring so much of themselves, don't they, to, they, to bring they the do. character to life? But I think the they same do. principle applies. It does. They do bring a. They did bring a lot to them uh, to, to the to the creation of those characters. But so did writers and directors yeah. and producers and all sorts of other people. 
costume designers, makeup artists, the lot. It wasn't, the third Doctor was not created by John Pertwee. He was created by a whole team of people, possibly the most important of which might have been Derek Sherwin, or it might have been Barry Letts, or it might have been yeah. John Pertwee. But it wasn't just an amalgamation of, of talent. It's something, it's, it a, it's a, a subject that I view responses to are subjective rather than objective. I, I understand completely why some people, while it's not for yeah. them, but in, in that yeah. instance, Simon, I agree with you. In that case, you don't have to part with your money, do you? But don't turn around and say, therefore, Big Finish should not do this. Don't tell oh, me no. what I should be enjoying. Correct. No, I, there, I there's a rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a soapbox, Steve? Have you been asked that a few times? Yeah, uh, oh, no, I got into an argument on Facebook about it. Oh, don't. Just don't. It's best not to. <laughs> it really is. Not you go right. down a, another hole altogether yeah, then. Right. So you're off on holiday soon, aren't you? All of these ducks must be yep, in a row. You're going to go off, off for a break. And are you counting the days? Are you just going to enjoy your time in the sun, knowing that you've got a, a a lovely convention to well, open up for everybody and to share. Uh, you're, you're optimistic, thinking we're going to get sun in County Durham, because that's where we're headed. We're going we're gonna to call into Neil Cole's museum. Uh, Brilliant. Which will be great. I've First time you've been? Before. Yeah, not been before. I mean, I know Neil, and Neil did a virtual tour of the museum on, on Zoom for Hoovers for us, which was great. Another Good friend back. of the show. Hey, Neil. Yeah, if you're you out are, there. Looking you forward to that. Street, Steve. You are Very that, much looking think. forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Keith Banfather's uh, DVD about it as well, of course. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of whether we're organised and things, well, we had a meeting this Monday because I, I said to Andy Thompson and uh, Adam Marsh from, from Quad, I said, right, if there's anything we've forgotten, I want to know about it now rather than, the, <laughs> rather than two days before Hooverville or whatever. I want to know now so we know what we've got to get done over the next couple of weeks. And we're meeting again. It's it's complicated. I said, we, we always have the weekend after the bank holiday, which always means the week leading up to Hooverville. The Monday is a dead day. You can't do anything. But we're meeting again on the Tuesday of that week. And then Andy Thompson and I will be doing all sorts of running around and sorting stuff on the Wednesday and Thursday. And then, yeah, and then people start arriving on the, the Friday. And it's the very, magic happens. Yeah, well, at least I hope they start arriving on the Friday because uh, on the Saturday there's a rail strike. Oh. So um, yeah, and uh, all power and support to the uh, to the RMT. But uh, yeah, I hope people have taken that into account and are making sure uh, that the travel. As of time of recording, word is only just really getting around about that. So we'll do everything that we can on social media through our type yeah. forty pages. But it's only on the Saturday. Friday is is not affected, and Sunday there. And I'm assuming. And, and I'm assuming. Do we know at the moment are there bus replacements put on for for the Saturday? Oh, there won't be bus replacements. No, no, no. Nothing at all. They're on so, all right, okay. But there is the national travel. There are there are other ways of, of traveling out there. Yeah. But, um, look, yeah. Um, it's well, it's the way it is. Um, yeah. We had it for we had it for uh, novel experiences as well. It, it coincided there as well. And good luck to comrades in the RMT with their um, with their struggle. Um, I've been down on picket lines and the rest of it in another life. So there we are. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I hope people will be able to get along. Uh, people will find alternative ways. People are, yeah. people are very resourceful. They'll, they'll yeah. Be, they'll yeah. Be, I'm sure they'll be, Just so they'll be ro rolling in on Friday or into Saturday, however they get into the event. Well, it's good that it is on the Saturday rather than the Friday and Saturday that the action yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. is happening because a lot of people do arrive on the Friday. Yeah. 
And of course, you're asking for trouble as well in another area because you've only got an invited Simon and myself, some of the Type 40 crew, along for Hooverville this year. What were you Obviously, thinking? <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to be alone because we've got a chat from Radio Derby coming as well uh, to, to interview uh, people. Brilliant. And also our friend Martin Holmes, who does his um, his show, uh, Vision on Sound, on uh, uh, Fab Radio International. Yeah, I've seen it. Also as a podcast. And he was there last year doing some interviewing and so yeah and you're going to be doing some as well this time i have to say steve we are so so excited about being there and, and thank you for inviting us along we, we just really this is just really so exciting for us for, particularly for me because i've been, been to, to, to whoville so many times over the years and so to finally be there now uh in in a slightly different capacity it's just brilliant I, i'm really well, really looking forward to it it's right from incredible. the beginning of hooverville we were keen that hooverville be a podcast friendly a convention because 2009 was sort of near the start of when podcasts were really taking off the number of dot who podcasts was probably in three figures still at that stage as opposed mm -hmm. to the, the many thousands there are then i mean there'd been um american who hadn't there in this in from the states yeah. and, and then right. there was the who cast in this country was one of the first here and, and we were very keen to get people involved from those the, the, the podcast I listen to, basically the, the, yeah. the, the British ones. Um, so we 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 set aside a, a podcast room and we we made our guests available to be interviewed by podcasters, and that went brilliantly for a, for a, for a few years, good few years. But then we noticed that it started to drop off, and we were getting we were getting podcasters coming but they didn't actually want to do any interviewing or anything like that quite so much. We're going to yeah. bring the uh, Jaffa Cakes, we'll bring the mugs, uh, and we'll excellent. bring our mouths. Type 40 Live will be absolutely live at well, Quad. For we'll also be, we, will be, we will be sort of going back to the flying by the seat of our pants. I think we will be doing <laughs> yeah. that. We, we, we're going to be making it up to an extent as we go along. We're not quite... We, that's how our podcasts are. They're a little bit that's on the how it works. It's that's how it works. How Hoover works. It's sort of, yeah. yeah, we'll sort of see what happens. It'll, it'll be what it'll be. And it's whatever it is, it's going to be perfect. And it'll be exciting. I'm sure you'll have a great day. If anybody's watching, you know, come and say hello to us. Come and have a chat with us. We'll be doing bids from there. And, you know, but only if you've got a ticket. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling off the streets. So actually, that's, well, I say that, but Quad is open on the day as well for people to come in and use the facilities. Well, not the facilities, but yeah, the building will be open and we're, we're quite open for people to wander into the dealer's room and all the rest of it if they want to. If they want to come and spend some money with their friends, then fine, but they won't get into the main hall or anywhere like that. But, yeah. Well, Stephen Hatcher, <laughs> thank you for inviting us to to hooverville 14 yeah. and thank you for coming to speak to us about it as well on this edition of the show this is thank hooverville for 14. Me. it's on yeah. saturday the 2nd of september 2023 at quad in derby before we finish before we finish, before we finish before we finish before we finish yes go go i haven't had my plug in yet oh please plug 15. away hooverville yes 15. Uh, I was going to ask you about that next. Oh, these are so impatient, oh, these guys. Oh. Go on, go on, go on, go on, hit us with it. Go, go on, who will 15? I haven't done any plugs. I've been very good, but this is this is me only one. No, you've got to plug. You have to plug. An exclusive. Yeah. Can we claim this as an yeah. exclusive, Steve? Well, well, no. I'm going to anyway. But... <laughs> well, I've already announced it. Hooverville 15 <laughs> next year is back at Quad and is on the 31st of August. We've just drifted back into August next year. So that's that 31st of August, Saturday, Derby Quad. I have already booked my first guest. I will not be telling you now, but I will be announcing <laughs> it at Hooverville 14. Can't wait. Wow.
obviously not everybody will be able to to make it to hooverville 14 they're going to hear about all this and get they're going to get what they call fomo aren't they fear of missing out fomo <laughs> so what would you advise if they're thinking oh god i missed out on this again how can they make sure that they get the first word on everything that's going to come for hooverville 15 and anything that may stretch out into the future beyond that most of our announcements are on our facebook group uh, which has all the announcements and notes uh, and also there's the Hoover's uh, website, which is hoovers.org.uk, hoovers.org.uk, which is our new website because that's been completely uh, redesigned and revamped by uh, a good friend Hoover's member, Graham Goff, done a great job of actually giving us a proper website for the first time in many years. So happy with that. Yeah, there we go. And there's clips from previous Hoovervilles on there as well so um just to rub it in even harder well uh, what they've well, missed and and what? hopefully and hopefully at least at hooverville 14 uh, some people who weren't able to make it this year will be able to get a little bit of a flavor of what it's like yeah. through our videos so that would be great that would be great and i'm pretty sure there'll be videos appearing on youtube after hooverville 14 as well of uh, of of what's gone on because the, the, it's being Perfect. filmed and uh, i know people who like to put it out there on youtube fabulous stuff well obviously steve we hope it all goes absolutely brilliantly enjoy your break and... well you'll see it if it doesn't <laughs> we'll be there could be very very well in the middle of it but yeah again steve thank you for your company we can't wait pleasure. for hooverville 14 and uh, congratulations on the success of everything you've accomplished from the hoovers to hooverville and big finish day and everything every, else it really is every inspired. year every year before hooverville Andrew Mark Thompson and I look at each other and we say, this could be the year where we get found out. <laughs> and, and every year after Hooverville, we look at each other and we say, we got away with it again. Here's to getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Can't wait to see you there. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our Fandom Flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast. We cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show. Our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU Podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. The Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. 
You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. Yes, we've teased and tantalised you there again, and we can even clothe you too. There's merch to match all of those shows, including Type 40. If you head over to tpublic.com, search for the Fandom Podcast Network, and there you'll find a store full of all the team colours for all of those podcasts on everything from phone cases up to T-shirts, and then enormous tapestries too. I think that's probably the biggest thing you can get. Although it wouldn't be surprising if there was something even bigger at tpublic.com. Treat yourself, treat your other selves. It's all going to support fandom podcast network into the bargain so everybody wins thank you again to stephen hatcher and simon horton find simon as ever on facebook they're running doctor who the hoonatics established all the way back in 1987 and a thriving community still on the biggest social media platform right there so go and say hello and yeah that is the old girl starting up and calling time on this edition of type 40 i'll be back with another one soon look out for that wherever you found this it could have been at the dedicated home feed for type 40 type 40.podbean.com or maybe we rolled up on the podcatcher of your choice apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, podbay amazon music all those places could be we you found us on the podbean app itself that's so easy to use even i can use it we're on youtube the world's largest streaming platform here on the type 40 channel with dedicated video editions of every single podcast now along with our sister show type 40 live our weekly magazine format doctor who live stream completely raw completely live where anything can happen anything can be said and often is get all of that if you head over to the type 40 channel on youtube We're still on the fabulous Fandom Podcast Network's master feed. Of course we are, loaded up with so many treats for your ears there. Never mind on the weekly, they've got it coming to you on the daily. So please consider a trip sideways in time for more quality shows from the FPN. If you'd like to have your say about all of this or all of that, why not reach out to us through our social media, Instagram and Twitter there, at Type40DoctorWho, or email us, Type40DoctorWho at gmail.com. And if you're feeling really, really brave, you can head over for some real-time, extra-dimensional chit-chat in the Type40 Facebook group. Be careful, but that's where you'll find, yeah, regenerations upon regenerations worth of Doctor Who fans, the classic era, the new era, and the all-new era that's to come. It's all up for debate there, and lots of fun to be had in the Type 40 Facebook group with fans of all ages. Mm, so, yes, if you want to find the links to all things Hoovers and Hooverville, they're in the show notes and the description, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as the Spacebook wheezing and groaning, ranting and raving about all things geeky inside and outside of the TARDIS in movies, TV, comic books, and whatever else takes my fancy really out a lot of it's nostalgia okay yeah that about covers it hooverville 14 under starters orders as of time of recording can't wait to get there and see the fans and and feel the atmosphere with steve hatcher and everybody else over there his team his crack team of conventioneers we always have the time if you have the space here at type 40 but yeah that's it for another one maybe we'll see you in derby on the second take care bye bye